in Matthew chapter 12. I want to read to you uh, the first eight verses. So if you'd stand in honor of God's word. I want to tell you, there's nothing special about standing. There's nothing special. Uh, But it is a way for us to realize the importance of God's word. Um, And so we do it. And if we don't stand sometime, don't think, you know, don't struggle with that one way or another. Chapter 12, verse 1. And at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But when the the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him? How they entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful to eat, nor, uh, nor for those who are with him, but for the priests? Or have you not read... Uh, in the law, how on the Sabbath, the priest in the temple profaned the, temp, uh, the Sabbath and are guiltless. I tell you something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You have not condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. God, uh, direct our thoughts now as we look to your word. Uh, Help us to understand it, and not just for educational purposes, but for transformation. Change us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So what what happened? Uh, Chapter 12, uh, Jesus is walking. Because that's the way he got around. And he was with his disciples, his followers. And they were walking either by, probably through a grain field. And they were hungry. And they were hungry. And so what they did, we don't know all the conversation, whether uh, the disciples said, Hey, Jesus, getting kind of hungry. When's lunch? And Jesus said, Right there's lunch. Or maybe they just saw it there and they, they said, I'm going to eat now. And so they grabbed uh, you know, some grain right, right off the field there and began to eat it. Um, that's worse than grape nuts, by the way. You know, that just doesn't sound that good. Uh, grape nuts are pretty bad, but uh, that's even worse. Right off the, you know, right from the field there. And so... You get this picture of his disciples walking with him. And like I said, it doesn't say if they were directed by Jesus or if they thought of it on their own or what the conversation was, whether it was a long one or a short one or whether they just grabbed it and began to eat. We don't know. But we know this, that the Pharisees saw. And so we get this uh, one thing you got to remember here. It's on the Sabbath. As you think about this, you think, boy, uh, was it wrong that they were just taking and eating from a field that wasn't theirs? Um, you could go back and uh, I'm going to reference a few things from the Old Testament. I just write them down. Uh, but in the Old Testament law, in Deuteronomy, uh, it makes provision. It makes provision for eating in a field that isn't your own. Um, and the idea here is that you can do it. You can grab some with your hand but not with a sickle, okay? 
And the difference being here, you can grab a little for yourself to eat. It's like snacks at Costco, okay? Uh, it, it, it's like, it's like gra- you can have a little bit to eat, but you can't bring the sickle in or the combine and say, I'm just going to grab a little for myself here, okay? That's what Deuteronomy tells us that God says is okay. In Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 25, it was okay to take and eat, but with your hand, not with a sickle, Okay? And so that was part of God's law. That's what God said was okay. And, and really, if you look at it, the Pharisees weren't pointing to that. They probably knew that because they were good, you know, law-abiding citizens, right? Uh, they knew what God had said. And so they didn't really take issue with that in verse 2. But it says this, But when the Pharisees saw it, uh, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath. Uh, as we think about this, it, once again, this is a place, and Eric talked about it last week, our missionary talked about it last week with the woman caught in adultery. It seems as though you can point to different times in the, uh, the gospel account that the Pharisees were following Jesus around. They weren't followers of him, but they were following, they were stalking him is what they were doing. They were kind of, you know, the paparazzi, if you will. And they were, they were looking around and they were just waiting for him to do something that they could point to and say, I gotcha. I gotcha. You've done it wrong. We've gotcha this time. Because they jealously hated Jesus. And they wanted to point to him and say, you've failed. You've sinned. Well, they, they got him. They got him. His disciples on the Sabbath, on the Sabbath, were taking and eating. Man, what a criminal offense. What a we gotcha now. And you say, well, how did they how is that uh what's the big deal about them grabbing with their hand? With their hand, they grab some, and they probably you, other gospels tell us they kind of went like this, and then they took this worse than grape nuts sort of stuff and they ate it. What what's the great offense to that? It's so obvious. If you haven't gotten this already, I'm surprised at you. That's harvesting and threshing. Didn't you get it? They picked it. They picked it. And then they took it on the threshing floor of their own hands. And probably were exhausted by the time they got done. On the Sabbath. This is what the Pharisees said. We got you. We got you. You've, you've done wrong. I mock, but that's our heart sometimes too. We have this heart that says, don't worry about anything else other than you broke a rule. You broke a rule. And you've done it wrong. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And you did it the wrong way. Why did they do it? Why did, the, why did the disciples of Jesus um, eat? Because they were hungry. Because they were hungry. But the Pharisees weren't concerned about the disciples' hunger. They were concerned about nailing Jesus and pointing out that his disciples were doing wrong. Well, Jesus has a response for the Pharisees. Verse 3, it says this. He, he points to two examples. 
two examples. The first one he points to is David. And he says this, uh, he says, Have you not read uh, what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him? How they entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for t- him to eat, nor for those who are with him, but only for the priests. He says, don't, don't you remember that? It's kind of, Jesus is saying, don't you know the scriptures? <laughs> oh man, that would have fried the Pharisees. Uh, it, 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 why? Because the Pharisees, Pharisees, oh, the Pharisees, that was what they knew. Uh, the same type of thing you can do today. If you if you go to an engineer and you say, don't you understand math? Don't, can't you use a calculator? Of course I can. And Jesus pointed to the very thing they found themselves to be great at. And he says, don't you understand what the script, don't you remember? Can't you uh, find in your Bibles? they wouldn't have liked that very much. And yet Jesus points to the very spot and he says, look, look right here. Look right here. He points to a story of David where where David was with his men and he comes and they're hungry. They're hungry. It's a sweet story. It's in uh, 1 Samuel um, 21. It's a sweet story because it shows... They go, they go to the priest and they say, "We're hungry. Do you have any bread?" And and, and there's this. And he says, "No, we don't have any regular bread. We don't have any. The only bread that we have is this consecrated bread. It's this bread of the presence. And what the bread was is very interesting. It were twelve loaves of bread set aside in a special place, and they were called the bread of the presence. And what they were symbolic of." is God's provision for the 12 tribes. Not just His provision, but their, His fellowship and His presence with them. That He would not only provide for them, but that He would also eat with them and be with them. And so these were, these were powerful pictures here. These 12 loaves, and what happened was, they were put there, and for a time, and at the end of that time, uh, they were eaten by the priests. This was God, what he said. This is what these are used for. They're there for a time as a symbol. And then at the end, they are put for the priest. And that's all. That's the only people who could have them. So David goes to the priest and uh, the priest understands that David is the anointed one. And David says, me and my men are hungry and we need some loaves. And they say, well, we don't have any. And so what does the priest do? This is what priests should do. He says, here, take these, take these. You're hungry. You're God's anointed. You, you need these. Are, we'll get other ones. We'll get other ones. They're for you. Wow. What a powerful thing. It doesn't seem right. And, and yet David, the anointed of God, this is what happened. The priest who was supposed to, th- this is what he, he said, I, I, I broke the rule. I broke the rule so that you could eat. So that you could eat. The second uh, picture he gives is of the priests themselves and how uh, they work on the Sabbath. They work on the Sabbath. If you, if you look down... Uh, 
In verse 5 it says, or you not read the law, how the Sabbath, the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are still guiltless. It's that it's set up in such a way that no one is supposed to work on the Sabbath. No one is supposed, it's supposed to be a day of rest. And this is what's at issue here. This is what the Pharisees uh, said. They broke the Sabbath. They broke the Sabbath, which is supposed to be a day of rest. I'm sure those disciples were exhausted after they grabbed a little with their hand and went like this. And they said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do anything else. Whew, wiped out. That was a rough batch. I, I rubbed out in my hand there. Uh, didn't even have a glass of water to wash that stuff down. You know, uh, The Sabbath is the issue. The Sabbath is the issue. And, and so the, the Pharisees say, you shouldn't work on the Sabbath. And, and Jesus says, the, the priests do. And they're fine. They're guiltless. Why? Because it's part of God's plan. He points to exceptions. He points to exceptions. And I, I want us to get this. It's super important that we get this. Jesus followed many Sabbath uh, rituals. Many. He, he time and time again followed the Old Testament law. He followed it. Even as God come in the flesh, he followed after it. But as uh, the Pharisees say, we got you here. He says, no, you don't. No, you don't. There's, ex- there's exceptions. It's not that the law is worthless and we throw it aside, but it's also not the thing that makes us right. And as the Pharisees pointed to this, Jesus gives them these two examples. And then he moves in verse 6 to explain to them the heart of the message. And their heart was the thing that mattered. And this morning, I want you to know that that's what matters for you too, is your heart, where you're at with Him. Not what you do and if you've crossed all your I's and, dot, crossed all your I's and dotted all your T's. No, I don't think that's the way it is. Sometimes we mess up, right? That wasn't planned. That wasn't in my notes right there. That's funny. Um, Jesus wants to share with them. He says, I I want you. I want your heart. I, I want you and me to be in fellowship with one another. Just as the disciples physically walked with Jesus, he says, I want you to spiritually be with me. I'll provide for you on the road, on the road, right there. That field, that's the one. Eat from there. They stopped and eat. He says, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's good. That's part of my provision for you. The Pharisees say, oh, no, they're working on the Sabbath, harvesting, threshing. I can see it. It's awful. Jesus uh, gives them the conclusion, he, the first thing he says to them is, I tell you something greater than the temple is here. Greater than the temple. Jesus speaks of himself and he says, you, you see, when you look at the Old Testament, the Old Testament is all waiting for Christ. The temple, the tabernacle, the, the sacrifices, the feasts, they were all pointing to the, the time of Jesus. And the Pharisees wanted to, with Jesus in their presence, in their midst, as they looked at him, they wanted to say, yeah, but what about the sacrifices? Yeah, but what about the temple? 
Yeah, but what about the Old Testament law? What about being right and doing all the right things and being right so that God will be somehow happy with you? And Jesus says, something greater than the temple is here. They couldn't imagine. They couldn't get there. They, they, they struggled with this picture that something was better and Jesus was in their midst. For you, that may be us this morning where you want to cling to some laws and rules that you've made up. Uh, very few of us go back to the Old Testament laws, but some of us go back to some laws that we wrote or our parents wrote. We say, this is what's right. This is what's right. Jesus tells them, he says, uh, you know, something greater than the temple. And then he says this to them. He, he says, I'm looking for a heart of compassion, not a bunch of rule following. Verse 7, and if you had known what this means, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. What should the Pharisees have done? What should the Pharisees have done? And you say, I don't know. They should have done what the priest in the Old Testament did with David. Let me get you some food. You're hungry. Let me get you some food. Um, I, I look at this and I go, boy, we struggle with this. We struggle with this. You're only good if you follow the rules. You're, you're only someone that, that we can bless if you do it the right way. If you don't, you're cut off. It's going to teach you a lesson, too. As, as the Pharisees saw those disciples that were hungry, they could have said, hey, got some sandwiches for you over here. Come over here. Come over to my house. I'll, I'll provide for you. Let's go over here. I'll pay. I'll pay so that you can have food, that you can have food. And, you know, if it really bothers me that much that you're working on the Sabbath, come over to my house and you can eat my food. It's not what the Pharisees did. It's not what they did. They pointed. You missed a spot. You failed. You failed. Aha, we got you. We love it that we got you too. He says, I desire mercy. Jesus showed mercy and compassion. He looked at people's needs and in relationship, he, he provided for them. And what the, the Pharisees wanted to do is they wanted to obey the law at cost and then brag about it. And then talk about how they had done something bigger and better than everybody else. That they'd given more. Do you know the sacrifices that I made? They, they had clothing that somehow showed that they were right with him. They were going around. This is what they were doing. They were not concerned about the people they were concerned about whether they were doing right by them, by them. Let, let me ask you a question. Uh, this is a deep theological question. Were the Pharisees doing the law of God? Were they doing the law of God? And you say, well, I don't know. I didn't follow them around. I want to tell you they weren't. They were doing parts of it at, at some times. They were failing over and over again. And, and this is what happens. This is what we struggle with. We know that we're not cutting it, right? We know. 
And sometimes to get people off of our scent, we start pointing. Did you see them over there? Over there. Don't look at me. Over there. Okay? You missed a spot. Uh, A lot of times, kids do this in sports. Kids do this in sports. Um, Or in just school in general. They do this. I'm great at baseball. I'm great at baseball. You're horrible at baseball. I know, but I'm really good at math. Who cares about math? Right? Because we're talking about baseball and you're not good at it. I want to stay on that topic because I'm great at it. Don't switch topics on me. You know, I'm really good at sports. Can you play any musical instruments? No, musical instruments are stupid. Why? Because I can't play them because I'm a failure there. This is what the Pharisees were doing. They were pointing at others. And they were, they were picking and they were trying to get Jesus to be thought of as a failure. Because inside they knew that they weren't cutting it either. Jesus says this. He says, I wish you had known this. This would have changed who you are, that I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You have not condemned the guiltless. You know what? Some of us think this. We think that we're God's proofreader. That he's somehow gifted us to look through other people's work and pick it apart. Ah, should have been a semicolon, not a colon. Tisk, tisk, tisk. We think we're God's hall monitor. We're God's hall monitor. I don't think they have these anymore, but it was great fun. I had this little pad of paper. Oh, it was awesome. And I had a post that I stood by. And when the lunch bell rang for people to get out of class, I was in charge of making sure people wouldn't run. Talk about a power trip. Whew. Some of us think we're God's uh, hall monitor. We're making sure that they don't leave trash. Making sure they don't go too fast. We're telling them what to do. Oh, it's great fun. God's hall monitor. Maybe some you're God's bill collector, telling people where they should put their money and whether they haven't paid. God's deputy all, all around. You're uh, making sure the rules are followed and you're busting people when they fail. Some of you think you're God's watchdog, that you're keeping everyone straight. And if you're not around, everything's just going to fall apart because you're in charge and you're, you're, you know the rules. You're God's watchdog. You're concerned with holding people's feet to the fire, making sure that they perform. You're part of the compliance department. You're making sure that that's all being taken care of and everything's right in order. You're God's auditor. Well, I got some bad news for you. Bad news for you. Jesus just fired you. He just fired you. He said, your your services are not needed here. And there's a reason they're not needed. Because Jesus says, I got it. I got it. Um, I want to point something out here. And this has happened. Some of you have done this. And others of you, it's been done too and stuff. So um, you're with your kids. You're with your kids. And they're misbehaving as kids do. As kids do. Uh, Maybe yours didn't, but mine once or twice have misbehaved. 
Okay? So you're with your kids. They're misbehaving. And somebody else sees your kids misbehaving a little ways away. And they say, stop that. And you go, I got it. Okay. Uh, who, who, who was doing the misbehaving in this? The disciples. Whose disciples? Jesus. Who is Jesus? He's God. He's the king overall. He's the king, right? He, he's a sovereign one overall. And he's standing by his disciples. And the Pharisee says, look! Jesus says, it's okay. I got it. They're mine. They're mine. I'm over this. Think about that. Your job, your job is not to rule the world. Your job is to walk with Jesus. As we look at this, Jesus uh, uh, ties this up by saying this. He says, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He's over the Sabbath. The, the, The Sabbath he made so that we would have rest. And he says, if there's a time and a place where I need to break this out, he's going to talk about this again. He says, don't worry, I'm Lord over the Sabbath. Over the Sabbath. And I just ask you this morning, uh, where do you stand with him? Where do you stand with him? Who, who are you? Are you the Pharisees? Pointing, looking for people to mess up. Uh, you, you just you, This is what you do. You point out people's failures. You, you, you try to be the best you can and you realize you fail, but you don't want to talk about it, but you want to point out other people's failures. I want to tell you, that's a miserable life of weary living. That's what it is. Jesus says, come to me. He says, come to me. And you know what he wants, where, where you should be in that scene? You should be eating. You should be eating. You look to Jesus. Jesus says, it's okay, I'm good. I'm good. Jesus provided for me. He says, it's okay, it's okay. Jesus wants us to be his humble followers, his humble followers. We need to walk with him. Please pray with me. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the blessing of being in your word. I ask that you would work in our lives. Help us to sort this out. Uh, Some of us are Pharisees and we don't know it. Uh, We're Pharisees and we think we're doing what's right. We think we're somehow earning your favor. And Jesus, you just want us to be with you. And uh, God, I ask that you'd help us sort this out. I ask that you would change us by your spirit. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.